This is Purple Radio On Demand. Hello everybody and welcome back to the Knockout Podcast, Series 2, Episode 18. Hello. Um, yeah, we are back. Um, back to discuss UFC 250. We've got, well, basically the entire card was... Um, yeah, really, really enjoyable. So we've got that to discuss. Um, going to chat about uh, Fat Island, which isn't isn't a big cage with sharks circling it. It is just some private island in Abu Dhabi. But yeah. isn't it? I thought they'd been there before. Like, I think yeah, they have been. Apparently, they um they hosted some. Um, is it the old, Silver Maya? Yeah, some old pay per view back in the day. Um, I can't remember which one, but yeah, I mean. I think I think I, I think he sort of um <clears throat> I saw I saw I saw a funny tweet that was like you know that feeling where like you pretend to like pretend that you bought a Fire Island and all your fans are stupid enough to believe you so you have to actually yeah. so you actually have to read something out like literally like oh, it's a bit pathetic like he's probably to fight on it's just like somewhere like off but it's not it's barely like is it barely an island no it's got like it it's got like roads into like Abu yeah. Dhabi like. and they've like cornered off a section of it they don't even have the whole thing yeah oh it's terrible like who thought like, he was never going to buy an buy an actual island <laughs> I mean I don't care it means we get some good fights as well as he did all say time. like in an interview he did say that there were there was like going to be an octagon on the beach though or something he said so, I heard him say that but like maybe I don't maybe. know if I believe that but if that if he does do that and the fights are on a beach, that would be actually be fairly cool. That would be. But on a beach with like tiki torches around it. <laughs> God. What's it what's it coming to? Well, <laughs> I guess I guess it will be revealed in is is two five one is that the first July? Yeah, that is the first one, yeah, because I was having a look because it got Both July. They, they have they have um July eleventh, July fifteenth, July eighteenth, and July twenty-fifth. <laughs> So they have a July 11th card. Sorry. Yeah, so July 11th is the July 11th is two five one, and then yep. and then they have a midweek one on the 15th, and then one on the 18th, and then one on the 25th. So it's four in three weeks. Okay, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So. But yeah. So yeah, two five one July. Like, why are they putting out so many fights? Like, I don't understand. Uh, have they not learned from the American ones that like you are like, going to run not, out of fighters? Yeah, like learn from the I Calvio card that we've got the headliner here that <laughs> you can't put on this many fights in these circumstances. Like it's just not going to end well. You can get terrible main events. But there we go. Hope maybe it'll be a good card. Maybe. I'm, yeah. Who knows? Um, well, well, we'll move to two fifty, um, and we'll chat about that. Um, do you want to start Perez Formiga? Uh, yeah, go on. May as well. well yeah, like, um, I mean, Alex Perez defeating Juicy Formiga with leg kicks. Two, two consecutive leg kick finishes. Um, yeah. Within, I, think, I think that was one last week. Maybe yeah, it was. Week it was um, I can't remember the name. Yeah, or something like Yeah. Something like that. Um, but yeah, like a really impressive performance from Perez. Like Formiga's yeah. a guy who's been in and around the top of that flyweight division for a long time, holds a win over the best flyweight. I mean, of the debate, but, you know, Juche for me uh, against, you know, um, oh, what's his name? Figueredo. Figueredo. 
who you know beat 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 Benavides but didn't have the belt because he missed weight. Um, yeah. So, you know, <laughs> Perez is a. I mean, Perez has really sent out a strong statement there by yeah, like Formiga. Way. Realistically, Formiga probably was the third best flyweight, or yeah, until recently. Like, <clears throat> so yeah, that really sends a message. I think it's just like Formiga is. I mean, there's kind of like a theme in this. It's like Formiga and Rafael Sunsfout like have very like to be honest. I used to get them confused. But they're just quite similar in ways. They're very, like, technical but kind of slow Brazilian counterfighters um, who are just now getting on in age and I think are a bit too fragile to keep up their games. I think that's just, in a way, what happened here. Like, Formiga just is getting on a bit, basically. Like, if this fight was a few years ago, it might have, like, Formiga would have had a much better chance, I think. But... Um, yeah, he just... But Perez did look very good, so it'll be interesting. Be interesting yeah, it's, um, it'll be interesting. I know um, it's like the um, the the low leg kick now is just like... Yeah. ...taken over. You know, we saw we saw Justin Gaethje like putting it to like great success um, against the Ferguson. Yeah. Uh, Cejudo did it like really well against Cruz. It's like, I can't actually remember clearly, but I think Cejudo's were a bit higher. Yeah, they yeah, were, they were a bit higher. But they weren't, they weren't like fully like upper, upper leg, maybe yeah. sort of like swiping across. Um, I remember like Cruz just like jump over them like they were hurdles or something. Yeah, he did like, it's towards, I think it was like in the second round he started to try to jump over them because it was just, he had no way of... Yeah, so, so it'll be interesting to see how sort of defence um you know, how a defence of these kicks is going to work itself out eventually because at, yeah. the minute, at the minute, like, checking doesn't seem to be working a whole lot. But you, yeah, you can't really check it because when you check, you meant to, you lift your leg up because if they're aiming for the, for the thigh, you lift your leg up and the and theory is to get it with, like, the really hard bit on your knee. But, like, they're kicking below that so you can't really lower your leg to it, like, to get them with the knee. Like, if you lift up, they're still, they're going to hit your ankle which is still hard but, like, they're going shin on ankle, that's probably going to end up worse for your, like, so you can't really check it, you have to move your leg, like you can, if you watch a lot, like if you're watching like good Muay Thai, they'll do it a lot um, they'll just like, so they'll be in their stance and they'll just bring the leg back really slightly, you'll see it every now and again, fighters will do it, they'll just bring the leg back very quickly and they'll just miss but that's like that, it's, that's basically, it can check, it's a big change because like that means that the range at which the fights happen are going to be much longer compared to like they're normally going to be like just a lot of fights sit on the range of like in kicking range whereas now they're going to have to sit very like at the edge of kicking range so it's yeah. it, it's a big change like and it'll be interesting to see what happens going forward so um yeah you can also like you can counter it as well like you can basically step in with the right hand or left hand and um, counter it like that and that can discourage it but it's it's a tricky one it's like it's weird how it's caught, caught on so fast and it's just it's so hard to deal with and it's just like yeah yeah it's gonna it's gonna be interesting yeah well um but yeah a really good point from prayers um did you want to say anything about patola versus bird i i call it the finish this one but it seemed like a pretty pretty competitive fight. Good, yeah, it was like the first there. round was a bit. So like Pitolo, I think he needs to get his grappling up to snuff. Like 
third kind of just <clears throat> handled him a little bit in the grappling in the first round. And he came out in the second and it's like, Tolo is not the most technical, but like, as we mentioned, we love a man that throws body shots and mm. like you don't see many MMA fighters throwing four punch combinations to the body and Patolo did and he did it consistently. He did it in the first round a little bit and he did it even before the finish um, and it was just like, I think he looks, he looks quite interesting. He's not a guy that I expect him to maybe be at his best, like top 15, maybe top 10. I don't see him ever really competing for a title unless he really go through some astronomical improvements but I think he'll always be in interesting vibes like especially if he's in a striking match with someone I think it's always going to be good fun so like just watch his fight if you ever see him on a card give him a watch he'll probably be interesting um also I just like the commentary on this fight was fairly terrible like very like early in the first round Pitola really hurt Bird um and the commentary just didn't notice it. Like I don't know, you said you caught the finish. Like, did you notice at the end they were like, they were kind of like surprised by the finish. They yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gone down. What's happened there? And it's like he's been hurt for a minute. Like, <laughs> mm. like the last minute he's been rocks and wobbly. Like, pay attention. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was fairly terrible commentating. But there we go. No idea. Uh, I, I thought it was. I thought it was really interesting. Good, good performance from Patel. Coconut bombs. <laughs> yeah. A solid performance. Um, <clears throat> right, we'll move further up the card. Um, Cody Stamen defeating Brian Kelleher, obviously. Well, I, I didn't realise the um, horrible conditions in which yeah. Stamen was um, approaching this fight. His brother, who I thought might have been like a similar age to him, but is like a lot younger. Yeah. Um, might might be like I don't know, fifteen or something. Just like. Yeah, I thought he was like 18 from what I can't remember. Yeah, just like passed away in their sleep. Crazy. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, yeah, really sad. Yeah, I, I didn't hear either. Like, I, I hadn't heard about it. <laughs> um, but yeah, Stamen came in um, fighting Calher after weight uh, at, well, I guess, uh, effectively a catch weight. Um, and um, yeah, Stamen putting in a really impressive performance from start to finish here and securing a 30 27 decision. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was just um, a good performance. Basically, Keller, Keller has a tough fighter. Like we've seen, like he's put in a few yeah. good performances recently, and he seems to be improving. Um, so for Stamen to beat a guy that's kind of like ascending um, a little bit is that nah, was just a good performance, and obviously um, like a very emotional uh, moment. So like it's good to see him get a win and a lot of outpouring emotion at the end. So yeah, and. Um... The wait, the wait goes on to see if someone can do uh, the two and zero in in um, quarantine U- UFC events. Kelleher <laughs> has tried. He was one and one. Oh, I think. Um, who else? Who else tried? There's Gilbert another... Burns has done. Right, he's done. He's fought what twice in twenty twenty. Gilbert Burns, but only uh, one was a quarantine. Yeah, it was Gilbert ten ten three long. Gilbert yeah. Burns was against Mario in Brazil. So yeah, it know. didn't have a crowd. So yeah, I guess maybe maybe uh, you can count that. Yeah, I think I reckon you can count that. So Gilbert Burns, Gilbert Burns is looking to go three and in three and Yeah, it will be. I, yeah, I don't know whether they'll be. Did they say anything about a crowd at two five one? I doubt. I, I doubt there will be, but who knows? Yeah, yeah. I um, that. Well, yeah, um, but yeah, like getting getting back to uh, two fifty. Yeah, like solid, solid, solid from statement. Like, I mean, this is a guy who I think. Has like you know we talk about the bantamweight division and how 
Stack is, and we will get onto that later because yeah. there was a lot. But you know, this is a guy whose only loss in the UFC is to Aljamain Sterling. You know, was unlucky against Song Dong. I think he probably deserved that decision, majority draw. But you know, this is a you know this is a, this is a, this is a solid guy in the division. I think. Yeah, like genuinely, definitely like, yeah. going under the radar. Like, and it so yeah, he lost to Aljamain Sterling. He got submitted, which. Aljamain Sterling is comfortably the best grappler at bantamweight. He's yeah. So like, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. They were commentary was talking a lot about his weight. They like seem to think he's much better suited at featherweight. I'm like, I don't he's really. A small know. guy. He's a small uh, guy. He is small. Like he's very short. His Volkanovski's like he's Volkanovski's height, but he looks less stocky than Volkanovski. Yeah, he was. I, I, he was. He was saying in the um, in the post fight interview that I, like the bit the bit that I watched. I think he even referred to his arms as like T Rex arms. So I think yeah. it, it is also that 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 reach. I think he acknowledged yeah. that like the cut is pretty like pretty pretty yeah, bad, but sixty four inch reach, Gio. That's not good. Yeah, exactly. Like I think um, struggle a featherweight. Yeah, I think I think he's gonna have to try and stay down at bantamweight for the foreseeable future. Yeah, but like, yeah, they seem to put big stock in that. That he was like, oh, he's got so much better featherweight. But I don't know. I don't know if I buy that narrative. I think he yeah. can probably make bantamweight and be okay. Yeah, I don't think he's missed weight ever, so should be yeah. fine. Um, <clears throat> right, we'll uh, we'll move on and uh, up to middleweight. Heinish defeating Gerald Mearshart really early on, literally the first real shot that was landed. Um, yeah, well, clip, clip, <laughs> clip, Mearshart down. He went and. Uh, that was that. Yeah, it's. I mean, we. I said in the build-up that Heinish is a really good anti-grappler and not much else. But there we go. Um, yeah, he's he's proven out as well. Proven you wrong. Yeah, yeah, just a little bit. But no, it's like yeah, Heinish. I always like. It's weird to watch because as much as he did get a knockout here, he is mostly just a really good anti-grappler and struggles to impose his game. But yeah, it's like I'm not sure. Like you know. Joe Joe Rogan loves a little um, fight fight camp in Thailand. Um, yeah, like he does. Um, and and Ian had a, <laughs> he had been off to Thailand to find himself. Yeah, um, I thought like I did he actually train in Thailand because I thought I checked and it was like well well I'm uh, not really sure because surely he must he must have come back like ages yeah. ago. Because I thought what happened, which and I found it funny, is that he went to try to go to Thailand and then basically all coronavirus happened and he never actually made it there. Maybe I'm wrong. Perhaps, perhaps he had like a fight, like a like a fight scheduled for like a couple of weeks after the um, the lockdown. Maybe maybe he was on one of those cancelled flights. So he went out, trained, came back, and then it was um, and then it, and then it was then 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 it was called off. I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, it says that. So, COVID nineteen scrapped Ian Heinish's Thailand. Like, like, I don't think he ever made it to Thailand. <laughs> basically like he's going to like for his next fight he's planning on being in Thailand but I don't think this time he ever got there so yeah, I don't think yeah, he's going to attribute yeah. much to the Thai camp um, wow. I think, but I he's going to like Muay Thai which is a great gym so like it will it should hopefully do good for him yeah well he's also another person looking to extend his uh, lockdown record I think he's fighting um, in a couple of weeks time he's fighting Brandon he's fighting Brandon Allen uh, so yeah, they're turning around so quick these days. Oh, they've oh. got. I mean, they've, they've got to these guys that yeah. aren't taking any yeah. damage. It's like they may, they may, they may as well go again. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, Fair yeah. enough. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how he gets on there. 
nothing really happened to him in the fight, did it? So he's no. like, he's fresh. Um, right, <clears throat> we'll move on to the main well, main event on the prelims. Um, Alex Casera is defeating Chase Hooper. Um, 30-27 around. Um, I think this has, has, has firmly established Chase Hooper's sort of upper limit when it comes to fighting guys who can actually box yeah, a bit. I think, like, Chase Hooper looked bad. Like, yeah. he looked bad. Um, <laughs> this was not a good performance. Um, it was like, his striking game is, like, terrible. Like, yeah. like it's very... It's, only straight punches. And yeah, like it's just like one twos. But it's like, literally, he would get countered every time. Like I remember, like watching the fight, and it's like he'd come in and try to jab, he'd get countered. Like he'd try and close the distance into the pocket, he'd get countered. It was just Caceres, like who isn't like he's not fire, like with his striking, yeah. he's not like um, just lit, just every time, just clocked him and like Chase Hooper. I think kind of did start to adapt a little bit, but I think that speaks more to the limited variety in Caceres' countering than it does to Hooper. Like, so it was the check hook and just, like, the cross counter that Hooper was just eating, like, for days. And he was trying to close it into the clinch, but he didn't have any solid or reliable method to get into the clinch. Um, like, once, like, I don't know, it was just, it was just a bad point. His game is so, like disjointed as well like he's got different skills in certain phases but no like yeah doesn't translate all right thanks <laughs> yeah sorry um yeah no um no I was, I was just looking back on his um last one it's like even before then like, against against tamer like he was absolutely rocked um like early on there yeah he, like, he managed to recover and get the victory. Um, but yeah, this is clearly something that like is gonna have to um, get a lot better because clearly on the ground, like everyone knows he's stronger. But I think he's gonna have to like build his build his frame out a bit, get a bit stronger. And I like, think he needs to probably like I think he'd be best served like just not being in the UFC for a little bit. Like, yeah, yeah, because he um he got a because they were talking about it on the on the um on the actual fight, like he won the Dana White's contenders and then he was given like a developmental. So then he went, he, he did fight three times, like regionally. Yeah. Uh, he, he just, there just needs to be like a big improvement in his boxing. Like, it's not, it's not that he's like got to become like a boxer because like that's obviously not where his strengths lie, but like there's got to be a better way for him to like punch to set up the takedown. Yeah. Because he was just he was just boxing, like when he was when he was boxing he was just boxing, and when he was trying to get the takedown he was just trying to get the takedown. Yeah, like there was no uh, effort to sort of incorporate those. Yeah, things it, but his game is like he doesn't quite know. Like in a way, he like he knows what he wants to do, but not fully. Like he knows he wants it on the ground, but he doesn't know. It's like being on the ground is the final step, and he needs something from standing up the start of a round to being on the ground, and he just doesn't have any of it. So like yeah. his game is just it's not put together and you don't want to be in the UFC fighting very good fighters trying to figure out who you are as a fighter. Yeah. If you're in the UFC, you need to know who you are like as a fighter. Otherwise yeah, you're exactly. 
battered. <laughs> so he needs to figure that out, I think, again, regional talent, and then he can come and develop his skills and he can, like, actually be better in the UFC. And, like, because if you stay, I, like, I honestly think if he stays in the UFC, it could genuinely, like, ruin him. Because, like, if he faces another good fighter, he's going to get, he's going to get beat again. Yeah, I mean, like, Caceres, Caceres is, you know, very much down down the bottom of, you know, the, was it featherweight? Featherweight division. It's yeah. like, you know. Like, yeah, he's not ranked. He's got a spotty record. Like, <laughs> right. if you're struggling, if you're struggling to get past him, it's like, that's a worry. And, like, it was just like, he's clearly very tough as well, Jay Super, which was, yeah. like, something. But I don't think that will last long, given if he's taking beatings like that. Like, so, because it was, it was dominant, like, Chase Hooper never really did anything, but like it was just consistently getting pounded. So I'd yeah. prefer I'd like him if he wasn't in the UFC for a little bit and he can go and figure himself out. Yeah, definitely. Come back a better fight. Um Right, we'll move move on um to another really, really impressive performance. Um yeah. the start of sort of the Bantamweight um takeover. Of this, of this, of this card, um, <laughs> Sean O'Malley defeating Eddie Wineland first round KO. I slept him like walk off crazy great. It was just like it was like mouth open, like lie me. It yeah, was it was. Unbelievable. Yeah, that was, and it was. It was a good build up. Like he was Sean O'Malley. Like this is like Sean O'Malley's game is put together well. Like he knows what he wants to do. And he was like, he does remind, like, he is very, he's quite similar to Conor McGregor. Like, in the way he fights, it's very like, he'll like, like, before the finish, he switched into Southpaw. Uh, he body kicked Wineland. And then Wineland uh, tried to push in after the body kick. But then what he did, which uh, McGregor does a lot, is he, like, frames on his opponent. So... What yeah. you'll see is like um, McGregor prevents takedowns is because he's like tall, long for the division. He'll just frame on his opponent so they can't reach. So Wyman tried to push him with like a lead hook after that. O'Malley's frame was there, so he couldn't reach him. And then O'Malley countered him with his own hook, and then that stunned him, and that's what led to the uh, knockout, which was yeah, just fairly like it was just it was a good sequence, and it was O'Malley looks sharp. And they yeah. put like that. he did try. try to throw like a bit of it, like a spinny wheel kick, which McGregor's also um, like does quite often, which like doesn't really fit into his game that much. But <laughs> he just likes the flashy stuff. He wants flashy knockouts. But I don't know if he sticks. If he sticks to the basics uh, more, well, at least a bit more to the basics, and then uses the flashy stuff a bit more, um, like a bit more, like less readily. Essentially, um, I think it will be more poignant, and he can. He can get some of those flashy knockouts, but I think he probably searches it for a bit too much. But like the knockout was great, so just stick with the punches, Sean. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) you know, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't necessarily think that um, this Wineland was like a step too far, but it was like a solid step up in competition, and like the way he just like disposed of him um, is is crazy impressive, and you know. I know he's talked about Garbrandt between times, like, you know, fighting him, but, like, obviously that's just talk. Well, at least I hope it is. Um, yeah. And, like, you know, I think he is now ready for 
someone in the rankings. Yeah, I think like, he is. I think he is officially ranked now. He is. Um, I think he's fifteenth. Oh, is he? Okay. Yeah. So, uh, like someone, someone in the rankings. So one fight, and then he could fight someone like Garbrandt, and then see what happens there. Um, but yeah, it's very possible. Um, but yeah, I think like everyone's quite excited for Sean O'Malley. He is. He's good. Yeah, I mean, crazy, crazy, crazy talented. Like he's clearly. Um, you know, a, a different, a different, a different fighter after they sort of two years off could have, yeah, could have, you know, come back very much the same. But it's clear that he has taken those two years and just like, yeah, taken his like, well, you know, attacking output to like a new level. And I, I know a lot of, I know a lot of um, the talk on that two years. I, I can't remember the name of his coach, but he said like a lot of the work has been, or a lot, a lot of the work through those two years was on like the ground game. You know, was yeah. on takedown defense and stuff when he was on the ground and you know, <clears throat> that stuff that he's not had to show um, yeah. yet. Um, but clearly, I imagine that has also got a lot better. No, yeah, that'll be um, obviously. I think everyone's excited for Sean O'Malley, so it'll be it'll be good fun uh, going forward. I think I saw something the other. I think it was like someone said it. I might. I think it's probably true, but it might not be. But it was like he's the first fighter since McGregor. That's that was unranked that like has more than a million followers on Instagram, something like that. Mm, I think, go. like, so he's clearly like very popular, even like, yeah, not with like, yeah, I mean, he's got his own like, I think he like streams and he's got his own podcast, yeah. And stuff like that, like. yeah he's, he's very popular and he could be like, if he keeps on winning, he's very likely to be one of the next big stars, I think, yeah, definitely. So, uh, that would be interesting, and he seems like a decent guy to be fair, like, not, yeah. Like, I mean, McGregor seemed like a fairly decent guy coming up and he got a bit turned <laughs> by me, um, I think. But O'Malley seemed a bit more, a bit more level-headed in a way. Um, like, he'll, like, he, do you see his video he, against uh, Cody Garbrandt? Like, he'll talk shit a little bit, but, like, he seems a bit more playful and fun with it. Yeah, yeah. So, I think it'll be, I'm, I'm excited. I like Sean O'Malley. He's good fun. <laughs> um... <laughs> yeah. Do you want to touch any, any a quick, quickly on the Magni fight, or do you want to just move on to the bantamweights? Uh, yeah, briefly. This was just a, I think, a fairly poor game plan from Rocco Martin. Yeah, he just um, like he's a good jabber. Like he's very like Rocco Martin is very well rounded. Like he's a very good jiu-jitsu guy, but he's also a good striker as well. He's got a good jab, and I feel like he would have been better served to play that with Magni. He would have been better served to strike with him, but he tried to play a grindy clinch game with him, and Magni does not get tired. So, like, it was just never going to end well. If you'd, like, trying to clinch with Neil Magny is it's just the worst thing you can do. Just, like, don't yeah. do it. Like, yeah. you can. Like, people can beat Magny, but not by clinching with him. Um, so, yeah, don't do that. <laughs> so, Rocco Martin lost, and he deserved to, because he was not very clever. Yeah, not. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, in a press performance, I'm not sure I entirely agree with 2.30-27, but I think he definitely took, I think Rocco Martin definitely took one of the earlier rounds. Yeah. But, um who really knows? Um, I remember in detail, but <clears throat> uh, yeah, we'll move on to um, Sterling Sandhagen. I mean, this ended far quicker than I think I wanted it to. Um, yeah, but so annoyed at that. <laughs> but a really unbelievable performance from Sterling, getting him. Yeah. You know, you said um, last week that you know Sandhagen might be too willing 
to allow the takedown. Yeah. Um, and I think that was very clear. Like, yeah, pretty like, much. Like, you tried to stop it, but there wasn't, like, there wasn't, yeah. like, a huge like, effort. Sandhagen doesn't rely on takedown defense as much as he does when grappling exchanges are initiated. He just want he's happy to accept the grappling exchange. It's just that he wants to essentially remain on top or remain dominant in the grappling exchange. Yeah. Against someone as good as Sterling, I just don't think that's going to work. You need to just, because takedowns to get in MMA are hard because you can just essentially run away. Yeah. Like, it's not like sport jiu-jitsu or wrestling where you've got to wrestle, you've got to take each other down. Like, if they don't want to take down, they can just get out. But, like, Sandhagen doesn't do that readily enough, I don't think. I think that's kind of what you saw here. But he did get, like, he was, like, trapped against the fence as well. So it was, like, uh, Sterling came out heavily pressuring very early on. So, um, yeah, it was a bit of that. But just, yeah, um, it was just great form. Like, clinical by Sterling. <laughs> like, um, and Sandhagen was fighting the rear naked choke for a long time. Um yeah, like he's tough, and he's got like you saw that in the Alcantara fight that he's got unbelievable heart. Like he will not, he will not give up, and he did like he did, yeah, um, tap at the end, but then he went out, and it was like, yeah, the kid is uh, like Sandhagen. Like I still love Corey Sandhagen, and it's yeah. I think I heard um, that he's only like five years into his career or something, or like he's only been training for five years. If he's only been training for five years, he's phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, his first fight five years ago—that's crazy. Damn, that is, yeah, that is, that is mad. Um, like he, he's not been fighting long, and he's already one of the elite at bantamweight. He can, he can do, he can go, he can go places basically. Um, so I've like, I've, I'm excited for his next fight. I think just like take a bit of time off, like not yeah. to heal. He doesn't need to heal, but like um, just to work on a little bit, like get back in the gym, get some confidence back, and then go and beat someone else up <laughs> yeah and and um i mean for sterling like that is the statement that i hope will um secure him the uh the next the next the next title shot yeah if he doesn't get a title shot after this it is i don't i don't i don't think there's any need to see a sterling Marais fight um no. i think sterling fights the winner of yeah. Jan Albert, 100 percent yeah, I think like Sterling already deserved this title shot realistically before this, and now he definitely does. Yeah, so, um, yeah, give it, give it to Sterling. Um, but there we go. What are you gonna do? Weird matchmaking in the UFC. So <laughs> not, I wouldn't, wouldn't put it past him to not give Sterling. Yeah, well, it wouldn't surprise me if the man above us somehow managed to weave his way in. Actually, no, he's he was. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I thought. The wait the the Wikipedia card and um, the Wikipedia thing I'm reading off. I thought I thought for a second it said featherweight, but it's just the women's featherweight. Um of the main event. Uh, but yeah, uh, we'll get we'll get on to that now. Cody Garbrandt, Asanto, um another like what the hell knockout. Yeah, like this one was so like which one did you prefer, this or the O'Malley one? Because I like everyone loved the O'Malley one, but after the event I saw basically it had shifted to oh Garbrandt's was better. I just I don't know. they were both like I mean the way like a sunset just like flew across the ring. Yeah. Like, like it was the like raw brutality of yeah. um of uh Garbrandt's knockout was more kind of impressive. It was just like they were both like they're both they're both like knockout of the year contenders. Yeah, like, but I, I I prefer O'Malley's. I think it was just like it was just more 
technically sound, whereas Garbrandt just kind of like did a very, very exaggerated duck and then swung a hook that came from behind his shoulder. It was like, I don't know, like it just, it didn't look as pretty to me, <laughs> basically. Um, it certainly did the job. But you can't, can't argue with the results. Um, <laughs> but no, it was an interesting fight, actually. Like, Garbrandt was kicking from the outside, like, and Asunsan normally relies, like, Asunsan was trying to counter, but his counter to kicks doesn't seem to be as good as his counter to punches. So they were just yeah. playing a bit of outside kicking game between each other. And then Asunsan, I think, started to actually grow into the fight and get his reads. But then as he started to get his reads, he got knocked out, <laughs> basically. Um, yeah, it's like Asunsan's a tough guy for anyone to look good at, yeah. to look good against. He really is. Um, and like I didn't, I didn't see like, like you know, there was a bit of patience from Garbrandt. Like there, there, there wasn't really any sort of like, like I know, I know he knocked the sunset down and then sort of stepped back, but there wasn't any sort of time when I thought, oh God, you know, here comes a, like a, here comes like an absolute just battle coming, and Garbrandt's just going to get drawn into something. Yeah, uh, I'm not, I'm not, <clears throat> I'm not sure. I totally buy the. Cody 2.0 tour. I really don't like. I like think that was it was it was a good sort of performance and like a yeah. really impressive finish. But yeah, who the, knows? The who knows? Who knows if he got rocked in that fight? Whether he'd have just start swinging for the hills again? Yeah, and just like not even that, you didn't see like the. I don't think you saw the the improvements that like needed. Like he seems to have just added more kicks to his game. Like and kind of hopes that solves the problem and like that is a good thing but like I don't think that solves his issues like and or his defensive issues yeah um, or his inability like it helps him deal with kickers a bit better so like often like we said last week that um when someone is kicking him they can just blast in kicks and they don't really have to worry um but like so that can help him compete there a bit better but I still don't think it solves the issue um so yeah, it'll be. I, I don't know. I think that he probably needs like another win against a good guy, and like need to see some solid improvement. But yeah, it was at least he's winning again. Yeah, at least he's back in the win column. Um, got some confidence back. And like, yeah, but, he is like, you know, I, I've that that um, perhaps him fighting the rice for the shot yeah. after Sterling. Would, yeah, that's very wouldn't, possible. Wouldn't mind that. I would be, I'd be, feel, I'd be happy with that. I think that sounds like a good plan. Um, but yeah, like still, still, I think plenty to work on. Um, I don't think like, I don't, I don't think we've quite got back to Garbrandt Cruz version of Garbrandt. No. no. Um, and yeah, we'll um, we'll move on to the main event. Um, there's not not not, 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 a, not a whole lot to discuss, to be just, honest. Just women's featherweight fight. What do you, what do you expect? Yeah, I mean. We knew Felicia Spencer was tough going into this, and like coming out of this, I think we still know she's tough. But and like what we know now that she's tough, but she's got a terrible corner. So that's what we know now. <clears throat> yeah, <laughs> and that uh, she just doesn't have the boxing or like wrestling fundamentals to trouble someone like Amanda's. No, basically, just she, did, she just didn't really have anything for her. Like I'm trying to like rack my mind and think of like good moments for Spencer no. in the fight, and I can't, I can't think of any. I think she landed a, like I, I I can remember one jab she landed and that was it. <laughs> like oh, it over was, it. Uh, it's not it's not her fault like a perfectly good fighter but she didn't know any other level. I yeah, and like her corner was like as well as like not take like 
between the fourth and fifth, it should have been stopped. Yeah. Like, there was nothing to send her out. Um, and also, the advice was terrible. I think I remember one point, it was like, they were just, they were literally just out of ideas and they were like, just land a flying elbow. And it's like, yeah, yeah. She, uh, she, she threw like a Superman punch. And I'm like, do it again. One of them's going to land. I'm like, not sure it is. <laughs> really not sure it is. It's like, it's like if your advice is just to land a flying elbow or a Superman punch, it's like they are, that your fighter is lost. You, yeah. They don't know what to do. You don't know what to do. They shouldn't be fighting. Um, so yeah, just a bit ridiculous. But yeah, I mean, who knows? Like, honestly, what now? Who knows? Like, I know, I know, like, talk about Nunes of Tanku 3 will start, but surely beating her twice. Like, honestly, like, I just, I just can't see, like, what's left for her. Like, Megan Anderson, Aspen Ladd. It's like, my not, interest not in exactly, like, not, 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 not exactly exhilarating fights that are going to no. get Nunes out of her. Like, no, my interest bit. in the top three women's divisions, the heaviest ones, are just almost non-existent at this point. Like, I, if I didn't watch a fight from that, any of those three divisions, like, for a year, I would just, I wouldn't know this. And it'd be like, yeah. oh, watch a, I haven't watched a women's I mean, there's fight. not even, there's not, there's, there's not even a rankings in the division that Nuno's just fought in. Like, there are no rankings. Because there's not enough fighters to make up. Yeah. Literally. So, I don't care. Um, yeah, <laughs> get rid of the 145 division. It's like, yeah, like who cares? I suppose like they want Megan Anderson about. They want Spencer probably can't make 35, but like, what are you just gonna get them two to fight each other on loop or something? Yeah, it's like it's like Felicia Spencer like got rid of Megan Anderson within like the first minute. It's like, are yeah. we now saying she's the threat to Nunes? I don't think so. No. So yeah, we'll see. Like. I feel sorry for Nunez because it's just like there's, there's nothing, nothing she can do. Like, yeah, I think, I think she should. Yeah, I was, I was going to say she should just fight at bantamweight, but also no one interested in fights there either. Like Jermaine around to me, like no, but she just Jermaine around to me, but you're not allowed to take it down. Yeah, like, oh, that, I'd watch put that. In, put in some like <laughs> handicap rules or something. I don't know. <laughs> I'd watch that. Jermaine around to me in a kickboxing match. I'd watch it, uh, but like yeah, the Jermaine the around to me fight was terrible. Like, Aspen Ladd is like the only one, but like, I mean, Aspen Ladd got brutalized by Durandamy. Like, yeah. Although uh, I thought we agreed it was a bit of an early stoppage, didn't we? I know, but like, <laughs> should they get like outclassed? Like, yeah. like, just, like, like, it was wasn't it just like a twelve second knockout though? I feel like yeah. and maybe I'm, maybe I'm, maybe 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 I'm thinking of a different fight, Aspen. Ladd. You might be. I think it was like twelve seconds. Oh no, that's oh no, that's 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 not the one I'm thinking of. Maybe maybe I've got someone different in mind. Yeah, but yeah, no, I have. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, that's 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 not the one thing enough. But yeah, still, like, even now, even now, I've got the right fighter in my head. Like, there's no there's no wins on there that suggest that she's suddenly going to be a threat to Nunes. Nope, <laughs> there really aren't. Like, she just fought Yannick and it's Kaya, and it was it wasn't a good fight. She knocked her out at the end because she just went a bit. She kind of just like psyched herself up in the corner and just was like, right, I'm going to knock her out. And she did. <laughs> it was like... It was yeah, like, yeah, I remember that one now. Yeah, it was so... Uh, whatever. Um, but yeah, maybe Aspen Lad or... Um, I can't remember what the name of the girl is. Aldana? Aldana's up there? Yeah, Aldana. I think she... Aldana's just been booked in a fight against someone. Was, uh, was, was Aldana the one you landed that like sweet left hook? 
Yeah, uh, Aldona was one that actually has fairly solid boxing. Um, Holly Holm, there you go. Yeah, Holly Holm. Uh, so yeah, if she wins that, that'll be oh, the main event as well. That's depressing. Um, yeah, I'd I'd be happy for her to get a shot if she beats Holly Holm. If she beats Holly Holm, then yeah, she can get a shot. Um, but Holly Holm is so boring these days. Oh my god! What do you mean? Fight of the year, her versus Raquel Pennington. Do you know what we talk about? Oh Jesus! I don't know if I. Got... I'm gonna watch that on two times speed the next day. Yeah, not great. <laughs> um, yeah, well, yeah so it's like either Aldana will look good and she'll like, and they'll have an interesting kickboxing boxing match, um, or Holly Holm will put her against the cage and lean on her for 25 minutes. Yeah, I love Raquel Pennington. Yeah. Uh, so, well, yeah, that was. That one. That was two fifty. Um, I thought pretty solid. Like yeah, I thought a lot, it, I, a lot of finishes. It. I guess the smaller cage helped. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, that's true. We, yeah, we didn't mention that. Like the smaller cage really like it presses the action. I am quite a big fan of it. Yeah. Especially, especially for like a heavyweight fight in the smaller cage would be a bit dodge, maybe. But like for flyweights and bantamweights, why don't they just always have them in the smaller cage if possible? Yeah. Like have bantamweight and flyweight only events where they're just all in a smaller cage I'd be fine with that get it done because it really does like like you see flyweights it's so hard for them to pressure under like normal circumstances yeah because they're just so fast and they move <laughs> yeah. so small and they move so much um, um well um I mean I say I say begrudgingly we move to next week's fight um you know there is not a whole lot here. Um, not much to get our teeth into. No, I mean, I, I think I think we all knew when they started to put out events weekly that you are going to run out of American fighters. Um, yeah. Fairly quickly, it seems. Although, having said that, there, there are, you know, a few good fights coming up in the weeks preceding this. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, it's not like they've completely out of people. Yeah, they got, they got, they got Blades Volkov. Josh, yeah, Emmett, Josh Emmett, Shaneberg, or something. Yeah, it's a very good fight. And then Lyman Good, Bilal Muhammad is decent as well. Yeah, yeah, so that event looked fairly okay. There are there are a few ones, but Jim Miller. this event is just a non-starter, really. This is, it really isn't very good. I mean... I, I, oh, afraid. actually, speaking of that, I just checked the event after that. Aspen Ladd is fighting Sarah McMahon. Oh, well, there we go. Um, so if you win, she might get a title shot. Potentially, yeah. Uh, I mean, I picked out Andre Feely versus Charles Jourdain. Andre Feely had really fun fight with Sadiq Yusuf. Yeah. Um, and Charles Jourdain beat the person whose name we always forget. Suho Choi. Kareem Suho Choi. Um, that was a really fun fight. Like, yeah, that really that, was. Um, that's that's going to be a fun fight, Feely Jourdain. Um, I think I favoured Feely, but um, I think... That is one definitely to watch. Like, if people aren't going to watch this one live, which I certainly am not, like, this is definitely one to watch. Yeah. I mean, you've got Hannah Siffers, who I saw just fought two weeks ago, is fighting again on this card. I didn't even realize. Um, yeah, she literally fought two weeks ago, so that's bizarre. Like, yeah, the quick turnarounds of like, <laughs> so and she good. lost. <laughs> and she lost, did she? I don't remember. Who did she fight? She lost to um, Kennedy Dern. Kennedy Dern. Ah. She got kneeboard very quickly. I suppose she didn't really take any damage, did yeah, she? Yeah, I guess so. Um, if um, she knee ligament torn apart, like she'll, she's fine. Yeah, exactly. Interesting. Um, that's, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Not much to say, really. Um, 
what we talked about, Feely Jordan, that'll be, yeah. As, as the Ray Borg one could be a fun fight against. And yeah. I think, I is, think, it, is it the Bash Philly? Yeah, I think. So you're going for the Feely Duck Jordan to be best fight on the card. I'm going for the Bash Philly and Ray Borg being the best fight on the card. I think Ray Borg looks actually, maybe I'll go as far to say reinvigorated in his last fight. He did lose. Yeah, um, who was that against them? Um, Mullet Man. Ricky Simone, yeah, 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 very recently. He did lose, but he looked, I think, fairly fantastic in it. Yeah, it looked good. That was a good fight. And he was body punching very well, um, <laughs> which you know we like. Uh, his boxing looks better than ever. It was just, he did, it was the grappling. It was that Ricky Simone was bigger and Ray Borg is small for bantamweight. He just kind of got bullied when Simone got his hands on him. Uh, but his striking looked crisp. Yeah. Uh, uh, but, and Devashvili is like an absolute maniac. He will get in your face, and he will, <laughs> he will like, yeah. Uh, he's got, but he's also got good grappling. So I could see, um, I could see um, Borg struggling again in essentially a very similar way to what he just struggled with Ricky Simone. I think Devashvili is like this is a, like a harsh bit of matchmaking. Again, we talk about this quite often, uh, but like Devashvili is similar to Ricky Simone except I think he's a bit better so like um, I don't know I think Ray Borg will also probably lose again but that's quite harsh I think he'll look good as well and he'll probably be a good fight so I'm excited for that one yeah um, yeah those two definitely a couple to watch on the main card um, we mentioned Charles Rosa coming back after his um, defeat against Bryce Mitchell domination by Bryce Mitchell yeah um, against Kevin Aguilar, that could be a, a fun fight. Um, that would be Kevin Aguilar's good as well. Yeah, like there's a couple to sink your teeth into, but like, you know, those are three cards, you know, other than that, I'm, I'm struggling and I, I don't even yeah. really want to get started in the main event. Like, I really don't want to look forward to a 25, like a 25 minute split decision. Yeah. Um, maybe, I, maybe the smaller cage will, will do something. Who knows? I mean, it'll. it'll what it probably, that is very hopeful. <laughs> what, it, what, it, what, it, what it will probably mean is we'll get quicker, quicker clinch work, and we'll just have yeah, um, Pennington Holm esque clinch leaning for twenty. I think I can honestly like the only way Jess Karai like Jess Karai wins fights at flyweight because she's bigger than a lot of people. Basically, like yeah, her physicality didn't work at bantamweight because because she just wasn't big enough. She wasn't strong enough. But like at flyweight, she can just basically uh, muscle girls around a little bit and bully them, and that's how she wins. And it's really boring and it's not interesting. And um, yeah. yeah, I think um, yeah, we'll uh, we'll see how these fights turn out. But and especially I'm not considering that uh, Calvio is like a girl that's come up from strawweight, I down from bantamweight, like a big size discrepancy. That I imagine there will be. Um, and it's yeah. I think I think it will like be Calvio is probably actually the better fighter maybe. Um, but I think she'll just get bullied. Yeah. So look forward to that. <laughs> um. So yeah, we um we might review this card or see how it goes. Sort of. Yeah. Well, after it happens. Does and Borg have a banger or Philly and Jordan do? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. We can pop. I mean, we've got a good. We've got some fights to look forward to the week after so yeah we can we can get them yeah. in. um 
yeah, I think that's basically everything I want to talk about. Do you want to talk briefly about the Fireland? Two five one, yeah. Fine we can Island. give our initial um, thoughts. I mean, yeah, two five one, July eleventh, I think. Um, we've got Holloway, Volkanovski, two. Um, uh, Usman versus Burns, and what's the other one? Jan, Jan versus Aldo. Like that's fun. Yeah. That is fun straight out of the gate. Um, any any no, like any any early predictions? Um. I don't know, it's weird. So, like, they are all good fights, but in a way, I think they are all still the wrong fights. Like, it's it's annoying. Yeah. Like, they're yeah. all good fights. and they're all, like, I'm going to watch them, I'm going to enjoy them. I think they're all the wrong fights. Like, uh, Jose Aldo should not be in a title shot. That is no. ludicrous that he is. Um, like, Sterling should have got this shot. He probably shouldn't have had to fight Sandhagen, but um, there we go. Or, or Marais, who beat Aldo. Yeah, or Marais that beat Aldo. Um, and then Holloway Volkanovski, I think he's just a ruthless. I worry. I do. Like, I do worry for Holloway unless I, he's made I some really radical changes. Um, like Holloway is my favourite fighter, and I like just love watching him fight. And I don't. I think if he loses this, this could very well be like confirmed, complete. Max Holloway is out of his prime. Like his best work is behind him. Yeah. Very sad. I feel like if Holloway had a match in between this, like he could beat up to beat. Yeah beat up Cater, like, because I think he'd win both of those fights, and the Cater fight might actually be more difficult, uh, but I think he'd win both. Um, if he could do that, I'd fancy chances much more, uh, but just sticking him straight back in there with Volkanovski, I think is a terrible idea. Um, so I predict Volkanovski will win that. Um, and it could be worse. It could be better. Max can, Max did, like, in the fourth and the fifth, he was body punching a lot better, and I think that should be, like, Almost the entirety of Max's game plan should be revolved around hitting the body because Volkanovski does use a very high guard. Um, like you'll see him, he's very, he's, he's very high, um, so his body is open. It's there. Um, so Holloway can do that, but I still don't fancy his chances, to be honest. Um, and then Burns Usman, like, fair enough, but like, just everyone still kind of wants the Masvidal fight. It's just obviously the UFC are being funny with pay at the minute, as they always are. Um, but I think it'll be that would actually be a decent fight. But I favour Usman. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, obviously we'll talk more about them nearer the time. But there are some uh, some good some good fights on the board. And you've also got um, Cormier Miocic that was signed this week. Cormier Miocic three, which will be good to. Um, well, at least you know. Make sure that Ngani finally gets the title shot. <laughs> right, Stipe should just go like in that one. Stipe just needs to go out and put your punch a hole in Cormier's torso, and like that should be the end of it. Yeah, like, yeah. Cormier's had problems protecting his body all his career, and I don't see him improving that now. Um, if Miocic doesn't win, then I think that's a fairly poor show from Miocic. He should, yeah, win, I think. Do. Um, now that he's now that he's figured it out, um, but yeah. They've got actually decent fights on. Yeah, plenty, some... plenty to look forward to. Yeah. But yeah. Well, yeah. Um, with that, we'll um, we'll wrap up and um, yeah, thanks, thanks everyone for listening and um, yeah, we might be back at some point next week to uh, hopefully preview um, well, preview next next week's card and to uh, review a uh, twenty-five minute fight of the year contender between Iron Carvio. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think anyway. Yep. All right.
Right. Well, stay safe, everyone. Yeah. See you next week. Yeah. Purple Radio Podcasts. Thanks for downloading this Purple Radio podcast. For more great content and to listen live, head to purpleradio.co.uk.